Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4. Tucson AZ 85712 or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um, hit them up. Hey everyone, welcome back I'm really excited today for this guest um, I'd like to introduce Jesse James Tucker He's the owner of Tucson Rising Phoenix Self um, Fitness and Defense And also the lead instructor And um, I'd just like to say I'm very excited And you're a badass, man No, no, man, I'm, I'm just a normal guy who, who is a nerd with martial arts and self-defense. And, and, and I like teaching people, but, but very much a student, always a student, sometimes a teacher. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you. To, to me, I'm, I'm nervous around you. I'm with a celebrity right now. No, I'm, man. I'm with, I get to be on the Screaming Chewy show. This is awesome. <laughs> and um, you're overall badass, you know, just, you know, just... Weapons handling and self-defense is, is amazing. I'm excited to talk about this. Fantastic, fantastic. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you. Where, where, where do I start? What do I say? <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'd like to say, I'd like to uh, just know more about you, man. What inspired you to do what you do now? Well, um, when I was a kid, um, uh, you know, I, I was climbing on walls and, you know, punching the couch and this and that. And my, my parents said, this kid would probably like like Bruce Lee. And I said, you know, who's Bruce Lee? And they, they started uh, showing me, you know, Bruce Lee movies. You know, and I, w- I was maybe six, seven, I, I, maybe five. I was very young. And then my, my mom, you know, very, very, very humble person. Um, back in the day, she was some kind of like bare knuckle kung fu fighting <laughs> champion of, of like the 80s or whatever or 70s and uh and so so my mom was kind of my my first instructor she showed me some some basics and then um you know probably uh it was in my young teens I was you know I got bullied and beat up in school a lot you know grade school bullied and beat up had no friends middle school bullied and beat up few friends 
you know, at the, at the very start of high school, um, I kind of snapped, you know, I, I, I feel that, you know, not to scare off any listeners here, but, but I was, um, you know, being, being bullied all the time. I mean, it, it's emotional terrorism. It is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I started kind of going to the dark side a little bit and, and luckily the, the powers of the universe, if you will, guided me towards martial arts. And I decided, you know, I want to, I want to understand and see what Bruce Lee saw. So I, I got into Wing Chun initially. I trained in a lot of arts <laughs> since then. Smart. But, uh, but that, that was the path I started with. I was able to kind of um, center my, my anger, uh, use it for something more productive. And, um, and slowly but surely, you know, I, I, I wasn't getting beat up anymore. I wasn't being bullied anymore. Um, but I also wasn't becoming um, a bully myself. Not, not too much. You know, when we're young, we do, we do questionable things when we're angry. But, <laughs> yeah. but I, I'd like to think I, I always found the light, you know, or, or, or try to at least. <laughs> and Wing Chun, that's what Bruce Lee practiced, right? Yes. Br- Bruce Lee started uh, under, under Ip Man with, with Wing Chun Kung Fu. I, actually, um, Gung Fu is the correct translation. Oh, okay. Not a lot of people know that. We, we translated it wrong. It's Gung Fu. You know? Nice. Actually, if I'm really going to get into this, uh, uh, Wushu is the combat styles and 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 gung fu is more of the forms of things. But anyway, that's a topic for. A I had time. no idea. That's that's nice. And so you know, when Bruce Lee you know came here to the West, he he was his mind was open to grappling and and boxing, and you know he got to work with a lot of a lot of great people, and you know expanded his knowledge. And that's that's really really um, really how it started. And I seen his uh, videos where he would spar with people. Oh my God! There was one where this guy actually landed a punch, and then um, the a little bit later, the guy tried the same technique to trick him and punch him. Nope, Bruce Lee learned um, and he countered it. He was very good, a, a true pioneer. You know, a very well recognized, you know, true true pioneer in the martial arts. Absolutely. Um, so a- after my my Wing Chun, I I, I got into. Um, Kempo and, and in the late 90s, um, you know, there, there weren't really many, if, if any, uh, mixed martial arts schools back then. I mean, now they're, they're everywhere, you know, but back then it was like, you know, me and my, my friends in high school, it was like we'd go to the park and the, the taekwondo friend and the boxing friend and the wrestling friend and the jujitsu friend, we'd all get together and, and it was very humble and respectful most of the time, you know, so we, we would spar and, and get to learn from each other, and then and then that um, eventually led to me, you know, getting into the MMA stuff. You know, I, I was nothing, you know, special. You know, I, I did a, I got to train with some some really good uh, men and women. You know, a lot of people who made it to the UFC eventually. You know, I, I only did a couple um, amateur MMA fights. I, lo- I lost my first one, which was probably the the best thing that could have happened to me. And then um, I. Definitely won my second one. <laughs> nice. And, and then I decided, you know, I, I was starting to, to run someone else's um, chain of martial arts schools. And, and I was like, you know, it's, it's really hard for me to, to, to really give my best in, in running this business, teaching classes, you know, be in a relationship with somebody and compete. I, I can't really do that. You know, when I was training for that second fight, um, you know, which I won. It, it overca- overcame my loss. Um, that was like my main focus. I couldn't really focus on anything else. Wow. So I decided to, 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 to walk away from the, uh, the sanctioned competition fighting at a, at a one-in-one record because I knew that I, I, nothing would be good enough if I kept going. If I, if I lost again, well, I'd have to avenge it. And if I won again, I'd be addicted and want more. 
And so I, I started getting into the, um, the security world, working a lot of security and, and teaching, teaching self-defense. Because I, you know, I, I spent many years working at the Rialto. And, oh, uh, damn. And, and when they open up again, I, I plan to go back. But, but there was just something, I don't, I don't know, man. I think maybe other MMA fighters feel this with competition fighting. But I, like, like when there would be really violent, rough shows at the Rialto, and I would stand on, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a giant guy, standing on the edge of the mosh pit. And there's just all this, crazy, and, and you know, and when you got to drag people out and punches coming out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, th- there's no rules. People are crazy. You got to be able to, to, you know, not only, you know, de-escalate when the time is right, but, you know, also physically negotiate situations. That really became my, like, I like this. You got and that I, rush. And I never beat anybody up. You know what I mean? I never, um, um, to date... I, I've never, you know, punched or kicked anybody <laughs> working security. Um, so, um, and that eventually led to me, you know, being involved with uh, Israeli Krav Maga. And nowadays, you know, I, I teach uh, um, Israeli Krav Maga with a heavy um, kind of mixed martial arts application. So people are well-rounded. You know, they, they're exposed to grappling and sparring and uh, uh, weapon offense, weapon defense, uh, the psychology of de-escalation. Um, you know, you know, train, train to be a killer in your mindset if you have to defend yourself, but also know you have a choice not to take it that far if you don't need to. And don't live in that aggressive, mean, nasty mode all the time. Be, be peace, love, integrity, honor, respect, discipline, unity. Let's, let's learn from each other. You know, I absolutely love that, bro. So you could, you totally remind me of uh, John Wick. <laughs> badass but very humble you know <laughs> well i don't know if i'm a badass but but i, I can say i'm humble i'm i'm uh you know just somebody who who i i want to share my knowledge i always want to learn and and i like teaching you know you know my focus is teaching good kind and caring people to be better skilled at violence than evil violent people you know but but for the right reasons you know that there's a um I'm going to go on a tangent here. Oh, no. You know, you know, like, like in, the, in, the, in the competition fighting world, um, I, I feel a lot of competitors, you know, they, they tap into that real aggressive, you know, you, you turn on that, that mean face, that killer mentality, that ah, rah, rah, get in there and get it done, and, and they find success right away. You know, you're, you're better at the sparring. You're better at the grappling. You're more confident and assertive in your day-to-day life. You know, so it's it's very successful. But as time goes on, if you don't if you don't balance out that like aggression and rah, you know, with uh, you know something a bit more peaceful, it, it can be a detriment to you later in life. And, and I'm almost forty now, and, and I've seen this with with some of the guys that you know used to compete and, and they don't anymore now. The uh, a darker turn happened. Oh, you know, so I'm all about the balance. You know, yes, you. You, you got to be able to tap into that mindset, that aggression, that get the job done, but don't live in that mode. It's a light switch, metaphorically, to be turned on, but then turn it off or, or at least dim it down, <laughs> you know, when, when you're like not that. in that mode. That way you can, you know, you can get be, into battle mode and yeah, turn it off. <laughs> you know, you, you can be a fighter, but you can be a, a real martial artist, too, you know. So, And uh, why don't you tell me about Krav Maga? That's a... For just for those people that don't know what, what exactly that is. Oh, you know, you know, Krav Maga is the same military 
fighting system that the Israeli military uses. You know, and uh, they're badass. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it, it takes. Um, it, you know, the beginning stages, of course, are are taking what are kind of kind of natural flinch responses and turning it into aggressive, effective combat. That's simple. You know, oh. and and that's the key for self defense. That it, it's got to be simple and it's got to be effective. You know, we teach a lot of other fancy stuff from the the various, you know, martial arts and fighting systems that make up Krav Maga. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the fancy stuff might only go so far. You know, it, it's it's the simple, effective, straight to the point stuff. And I don't just mean like gouging someone's eyes, kicking them in the groin, you know, <laughs> neck cranking them and all that. Sometimes it simple and straight to the point can be, um, you know, you know, verbal de-escalation, you know, mm-hmm. leaving a situation, you know, avoiding the confrontation before it happens, you know, um, really and truly, um, you know, we want to do our best not to fight, but if there's no choice, you got to be able to turn that on quick, turn it on, get it done, you know, you know, get out of there. No, no police reports. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so the like the beginning stages, you just get them used to kind of getting over that fear and just like react, kind of. Kind of, it, it, it's kind of uh, you know turning fear into something a, a bit more, a bit more productive. You know, M- maybe one of these days I, I have you come in for a, a free session. Oh, I'd love and that. Your your head will explode, and and then you can bring me back and we talk about that. I would love that. I love that idea. It, it, it's hard to talk about, but when I show people, it. it makes sense right away you know sometimes people do the one class and then um they're like okay i i got what i i'm confident i know i can act i'm good and i'm like wait 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 <laughs> there, there's so much to learn there's there, there's there's boxing fundamentals and, and catch wrestling and muay thai and judo and in uh, uh the brazilian jiu-jitsu as well as the japanese jiu-jitsu and, and there's so much to learn behind um you know just training the the ability to act and knowing the, the vulnerable targets to go for, you know, for that type of self-defense, you know, not, not every self-defense situation involves drawing your gun, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But if it does dictate that, you want to be, you, you know, quick to do it. You know, you could adjust the mic uh, if you want. Uh, you could move it. Yep. Oh, I'm hunched over here. <laughs> Is that better? Just, you know, just so you could be comfortable. I'm so awkward, dude. I'm, no, I'm, don't I'm worry. I'm such an awkward guy. No worries, bro. <laughs> But, um, dude, I, I love your videos. Um, you know, like I said, I would love to go to one of your classes because, you know, just how you, you know, disarm somebody and it's different weapons to uh, somebody's choking you. You show them how to get out of it. You know, many grappling situations, situations where I thought I would be like, if somebody got me like that, I'd be fucked. But I saw your video. I'm like, oh, that's how you get out of that. You know, well, it, you know. I have to be, you know, transparent that when it comes to, you know, real world self-defense, you can do everything absolutely 100% correct, you know, and and still die. You you know what I mean? But if we have answers that we, you you train under stress, you know, you're pressure tested and you, you make it part of kind of your, your natural movements and, and your flinch response, um, you, you can absolutely be, be successful in those situations, but, but there's no guarantees, you know, I'll, I'll never tell anybody like, you know, you, you learn this and now and now you're unbeatable or, or no one could ever hurt you or this mm-hmm. or that. That, that. That's not the case. You know, it, it makes you more aware of what can be done to you and it makes you more aware of what you can do in, in both offense and defense. Nice. Very smart. That's very realistic, too. You know, you're so like, 
oh, I'm going to make you bulletproof, you know? <laughs> yeah, none of, you know, people who say that, you know, I, I, I would be a little weary, you know, if someone's telling you, you know, you learn this, you'll be unstoppable, you learn this, you'll be this. I, uh, you know, I, I, I try not to speak in absolutes, so... I'm not going to say that that doesn't exist out there. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> you know, <and> I, <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been teaching martial arts. Um, I got my first certification when I was 15 and I'm, Whoa. I'm 38 now. So, you know, uh, kind of almost 23 years if I'm doing my math right. Um, and, and I have yet to see something that just makes you unstoppable other than you just not in those situations. You know, if you're able to avoid conflict all the time, well, okay. You know, you're still not, you know, uh, unbeatable but at least you don't have to you know turn that on and i love how um you know your self-defense uh classes it's very well-rounded because you know it's not only like fighting or de-escalation like you were saying you know talking but also how to shoot better handle your weapon better and that stuff um that goes uh points towards your concealed carry uh license as well right um you know yeah we, we i do have a, a a phenomenal um nra instructor at my school who does run uh concealed carry weapons classes we actually have one going on tomorrow nice um so so having like currently in arizona um all that's required is is doing a a, a certified course and then there's some paperwork, and that's really it. I mean, it's actually pretty easy to get a concealed weapons permit, and that's for for most for a lot of weapons. You oh, know, damn! You can carry. However, you know, I'm not some trigger happy, you know, gun nut or anything like that. You know, nothing against gun nuts. I, I own a few, maybe one or two. <laughs> um, but but I think it's you know, handguns can be the hardest to get proficient and stay proficient. You know, the hardest. You know, so if you if you don't know how to handle it, if you don't know how to do function checks, you know how to clear it um, uh, accurate under stress. You know all of this, you could become a, a great danger to to those around you. You know, to collateral damage. You know, For bystanders, sure. so on and so forth. So I feel um, you know there is a lot of responsibility that goes into it. You know, especially if you're going to conceal carry, um, they don't make that mandatory currently. And I'm not going to get into, you know, I have a no politics rule, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into, into any of that. But, but yes, I, I do encourage our members, especially those who carry, to, to train often. And that doesn't always mean, you know, going to the range and, and you, know, um, you know, putting rounds down the lane. You know what I mean? That there, there's fundamentals. Dry fire is, is probably the most beneficial thing you can do. And, um, and yeah, I very much, you know, believe it. And, I, and I'm somebody who's, you know, I, I've been in weird situations. I... You know, I, uh, I hung out with some questionable people in high school. I, I was in weird situations. I had someone put a gun in my mouth one time. I, I, I was shot at before walking home in a questionable part of town. You, you know, I'm, 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 um, I'm very sensitive to those situations, but I'm also like, you know, I'm not like gun on my hip. I want to use it. Like the last thing I want to do is, is have to pull my gun out and use it. You know, but if you have no other choice and you have to defend yourself, we should have a, a plethora of tools available. For sure. You know, for everything from worst case scenario to, you know, maybe there's just a, um, not talking about firearms, but, you know, we'll say insecure drunk guy who's acting a fool. Like, like he probably could hurt you if you let him, but he maybe also doesn't deserve like to have his, you know, you know, uh, neck cranked, you know, eyes gouged, <laughs> kicking the balls. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like that there might be a, a softer approach to that, the, the larger 
um, or the wider your skill set gets, you know. So I say, be, you know, try to train to be prepared for everything. Have kindness in your heart. And, oh, man, if they force you to take it to darkness, you, you go darker than them. Nice. You know, but then come back to the light as soon as you can. So, you know, you don't you don't wallow in the darkness. <laughs> you know? And I'm going to prison for murders. Yeah, yeah, overdo it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, it, when, you, when you train that, you know, it, it's kind of a delicate thing. You know, you train turning on that aggressive, vicious killer mindset so you can survive, but you don't want to overdo it. You know, you got to have that emotional control. And that's something that I, I, I put a huge focus on in class is, is you're, you are training to be aggressive and put everything you can into it, but you're also balancing it with the emotional control. So you, you know, you have control of what you're doing, you know, and, and, and if you have a choice in how much damage to inflict or, or if you can evade or if you can get away, you know, to make the right choice. And it don't look good in court when they when you say, uh, "Well, he pushed me, so I broke his neck." <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that that could that that could get you in a lot of trouble. You know, you know, it might be hard to justify, you know, you using that force if not applicable. And and um, I love how you how you say though, you know, you know, go back to the light. But it have if you have to go dark, I love that. You know, and like you were saying about you know in the in the beginning how you train people. You know, from instead of flinching, you react or kind of, you know, it's almost because people don't know that fear is the fight or flight, you know, yes. and you're basically teaching them to fight instead of flight. It, you know, I love that you say that because I actually have a, a drill I do in class that I do in, in most of the warmups where, you know, I'm having people go through the motions. They're, they're, they're warming up their body, but they're also training some, you know, some, some basic martial arts fundamentals and I have them close their eyes. And I say, keep, keep going through these motions because uh, you don't want to be um, too lazy relying on, you know, just your sense of sight. And so when they close their eyes and they're going through the motions and they're focusing, I've given them instruction that, you know, I, I slam a pat on the ground and it's loud. I mean, it's not oh. loud like a gunshot, but it, uh, uh, it startles them. And then, and then when they're startled, I train them to immediately go into a, a very assertive yet emotionally controlled kind of like like multiple attacker sparring simulation. And I make this joke, I say, because from now on, like if you get startled and you freeze up, you know, you're kind of in that OODA loop, you know. Um, I want, from now on, every time you get startled, I want you ready to kill everyone in the room, but maybe choose not to if it's not the right answer. <laughs> I love that. You know? So taking action, yes. A- action is is better than reaction. So if we can modify our, our flinch response and, and being scared into something more productive, more assertive, um, you know, th- this can lead to a, a better result than, than being in that freeze mode, you know. And, and somebody who I've been in that freeze mode a, a lot as a kid, you know, bullied and beat up, you know, I, I know what that's like. You know, it can take a lot to overcome that. You know, um, we, we take a very therapeutic approach to teaching. I spent most of my 20s being a kind of an aggressive coach, you know, yelling at people and doing like typically what people would think and, and now that I'm almost 40, I, I, um, I keep saying that, almost 40, almost 40, oh my God. Um, I, I want, um, see my brain's doing that, I'm doing that freeze. I, I want to give people an opportunity to push themselves and they kind of become their own coach. Because if you become too reliant on you know, a coach pushing you through stuff, it's really good for business, by the way, people will stay with you. But, but I'm not going to be with them when something happens, you know. I mean, I used to hang out with students in my 20s. But I don't do that anymore. 
you know? So all you have to push you is you. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. The history and future of black people. A realistic assessment. Finally, a book that breaks free of the narrative. A book that takes on the misinformation of the white liberal. Learn how the Democratic Party created the KKK and Jim Crow laws that turned dogs and hoses on black Americans in the 1960s. Find out the real motive for affirmative action and purging the past. Follow along the exciting African battles in Zululand and Ethiopia where warriors with spears beat back advanced armies. Imagine a future of a Wakanda-like city being planned in Senegal by music artist Akon. This book has it all. Find out more at Amazon.com backslash author backslash Roderick Edwards. If something, if something happens, you know, so I have a very, I think I have a very unique way of, of getting people to that point of, of training, you know, really assertive, really aggressively, but it, but it comes from them. I'm just kind of helping to show them the way that way, if they ever have to turn it on, um, uh, they can rely on themselves to do it. You know, now if I'm training, uh, um, you know, uh, we have a lot of military guys who come to us, and and and, uh, and I used to be an assistant uh, mixed martial arts coach to to Ed West. You know, if if I'm training fighters, well, then it's different. If I'm training military, it's different. You know, because you would be listening to your coach, or you, or you would be listening to your you know your commanding officer, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. So so that type of mindset, you know, the yelling at him, pushing him through. That makes sense in that arena, but when it comes to um, personal protection and self-defense, it, it's either probably like you're by yourself or you're the alpha among your group that has to protect everybody and get them going, and, and you got to be able to rely on yourself to do that, not a coach telling you what to do. I never thought about that. Different crowd, different type, right? Yeah, different type and, of it's training. just my opinion. You know, I don't, I'm not saying like I'm right and someone else is wrong or vice versa. It's just you know, different, different approaches for different people. And I try to create the, the biggest funnel possible, you know, for a good, you know, good, kind and caring people, you know, uh, you know, toxic, mean, self-centered people want to come train. Uh, well, there's other schools to train at. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That this is not the school for you. You know, I, I'm specifically focused on training, you know, um, you know, good, kind and caring people who, yes, wish to be, you know, better skilled at violence than evil, violent people. And, <laughs> Man, is that a balancing act to, to balance out the all the peace and love with the, the vicious and the, ah, you know. Turn it on and turn it off. Turn it on and turn it off. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you mentioned uh, very therapeutic. So 
not only is it self-defense, but people also go and it helps your training. It actually helps with anxiety and depression and stuff like that. You know, yeah, we I have a um, quite a few therapists and psychologists who for years would would say this is their therapy. You know, now I don't have a therapy license. I can't call it therapy. But but if if virtually all of my members, including therapists and psychologists, say this is very therapeutic, okay, I, I can I can I can agree with them on that. You know, I I feel we do a great job of meeting people at their comfort zone and then helping them grow. You know, and in teaching, you know, Israeli Krav Maga and mixed martial arts, I mean that's meeting each individual at their comfort zone is you know kind of kind of a special thing. It to, is to that- do. You, you are very talented because uh, I see no kinds of, you know, body types in different age groups as well in your classes. Um, you know, you got to work with everybody. Exactly. You know, everything from there could be people who are, you know, everything, you know, people who have trauma, um, people who have never done anything, um, people who, who are, are competition fighters and, and former, you know, special forces operators. I mean, we have everyone. Everyone comes to us. And, um, and, and it's really the community that keeps them. You know, I, I instituted a, a no politics rule about eight years ago. Um, and for good reason, obviously mm-hmm. you know, people used to argue with me about it sometimes or, or inquire as to why, but after last year, everyone's like, hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having a no politics rule. And, and by eliminating that, that, um, I'm going to say toxic element or that very opinionated element um, it allows people to really focus on, um, you know, the, the, the community, the healthy human connection, be goal-driven because they're not talking about that stuff that promotes um, hostility. And you know what I mean? People get very emotional about that stuff. Yep. And I'll tell you this. Last year, um, uh, I, I only closed for, for a few weeks in April. Um, it, it was very unfortunate that of the various groups we help out, there, there had been a few suicides Ooh. Just in those first few weeks of the closure in April, so oh I, God. I, you know, I quietly opened back up, um, um, and uh, oh man, my brain's freezing again. I quietly opened back up, and um, you know, I had to deal with a, a, a health department investigator calling me. I had voicemails from people claiming to be from the DA's office, and I don't know if they really were or not because there what was a the? lot of, you know, hate back then. But but people wanted a safe haven from talking about politics and toxic stuff. And that, I think that's really what, you know, what, what kept me in business, by the way, the health department and the, the, the DA's office or the posers left me alone pretty quick. Once they, they heard my message, you know, there was no politics. I'm here to, to, to help people. And, you know, we haven't had any COVID outbreaks, you know, Um, not that I don't take it serious. I take it very seriously, but there's also a a healthy living side of things that I think people need to focus on Mm -hmm. as well. Um, so, so the no politics rule really helped out a lot, but last year, um, people are stressed out. People need to talk. People need their sensei or their coach, you know, and, and my, my role changes for some people. I'm just Jesse. For some people I'm coach for some people I'm sensei, you know? So I told people, if you, if you need to vent to me about, you know, stuff that's going on, we can talk in the office with the door closed. I'm not really going to say my opinion, but I'll listen to you. I'm here for you. And I learned really quick, you know, like to simplify this, we could say it was a 50-50 split. I had, give or take, 50% Democrats, 50% Republicans. Oh, damn. And the opinions people had, like my eyes, I was like, oh, my God, like if these people, like, like, like I would get people talk with me in the office and they're, they're stressed, they have their opinions, and then they go on the mat with somebody who 
who I know has a like an exact opposite opinion. And I'm like, but they're, but they're like best friends out there. They're best friends. They're training they're in it. And it's because the, the politics element doesn't exist, you know, other than my office when they need to talk. And I was like, Whoa, like for me, I was like, thank you. Powers of the universe. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for that driving force that had me institute that no politics rule, because this is a really beautiful thing. Like, watch, I'm going to get assassinated saying this because they're going to be like, this guy's promoting peace and teaching self-defense. We've got to take this guy out. He's, he's not good for anyone's agenda. He's got too much power. <laughs> and I totally agree with you. This whole politics, it like separates people sometimes. And, you know, we've all seen it on the Internet. People arguing. I'm like, these people are going to fucking kill each other, yo. Or, you know, but I, I love that, you know, people just come to your classes and you just focus on the training and just coming together as a community, like you mentioned. It's it's, it's a really, it's a really beautiful thing. I'm very, um, I feel very blessed to have this family that this this martial arts family, you know, you know, turned into what it is, and and that we're able to um, to keep helping people. You know, this is a very very hard business to keep afloat under, you know, I'm going to do quotations here under normal circumstances. Um, and especially last year moving forward, but I, I think it's our community and our, our healthy human connection that, that kept us going, you know, um, if people want, if people want to learn, you know, punches and kicks and grappling, I mean, there's, there's tons of places to go to for that, you know, but really I think it's the community that, that brings people in and keeps them there. For sure, man. It's a group effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're a great leader, you know? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that, but I, I do very much, um, you know, rely on my people. It's everyone says, Oh, you built this, you built this. And I said, well, I started it, but it's the community that built it. You know, I, I just got it started. I had an idea. I wanted to help people. Um, uh, you know, we, we all became more aware of our mental health this past year and, and I, I couldn't do it all by myself. You know, I, I definitely rely on everybody who, who contributes and, and helps it, you know, be what it has been and what it's become and what it's becoming. I love it, man. And how long have you been doing this? Well, um, I got my first like junior martial arts Kempo instructor certification at 15. Um, and 15 and a half maybe. And, you know, and I, you know, ever since I started with the Wing Chun before that, I, I, you know, I would teach my friends and all that. So I, I only really count how long I've been doing it since I was certified, you know? So, so again, I started with the Wing Chun 14, 15. I, I was doing the, the Kempo just before 16, 15 ish when I got certified. Um, this has been my career. Um, I believe I, I was teaching, making money off private lessons. Um, somewhere 22 23 24 somewhere in there um so my profession you know 12 13 years give or take you know i've been, been doing this long time profession. Yeah, over a decade definitely you know i, I used to run a a, a um a local chain of of krav maga schools here in town and um you know martial arts politics and stuff you know people butt heads and and, uh, you know, people, you know, branch off and, and want to do their own thing, you know. So I, um, I really wanted to focus on teaching everybody who needs it the most and still allowing, you know, the ones who don't need it so much but are good, kind, and caring people. Sure, you can come, you, you can come learn too. So I, I, I kind of had to create my own thing to do that. 
And uh, I, I don't want to bad talk anybody, so that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm dancing around this. Nice. I'm, I'm dancing around this topic. As, no names. As, right? as best as I can. No names. No names. Um, everybody's got to be, you know, where they got to be, you know, in life. And, and we're all, it all makes sense later. We connect the dots looking backwards. It all makes sense later. You know? I love that. That's that's so true, man. You know, I see, I see, you know, as you grow later in life, the dots really do connect. You look back and you're like, holy shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to connect them looking forward because it's just uh, like an hypothesis or a theory or or whatever. But you, when you look back, it's like, okay, yeah, I, I it was meant to be. And, and I listened to my logic and intuition and, you know, God or the powers of the universe or, you know, whatever people, you know, call it. Um, you know, it makes a lot of sense looking back for sure. And I love how you say that because I think the exact same way, like, you know, I say God, the universe, you know, I like to say that I'm not religious, but I am spiritual. Same, same. And, you know, I've noticed, you know, the universe, they, it, it shows you some doors sometimes. And if you don't walk through them later on in life, it'll show you the same door. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, I think when you're, when you're, you know, you're a positive, good person and, and the universe shows you that we definitely have a choice you know, to walk through it or act on it. And sometimes our logic, see, now we're on a spiritual podcast, you know, <laughs> sometimes our logic gets in the way because again, we're trying to connect the dots looking forward, oh. you know? So, so you, I'm sure you've experienced this where it, the universe is showing you something, but it doesn't quite make sense, but mm-hmm. you do it anyway. And it makes sense later. And then sometimes it shows you something. It doesn't make sense. You don't act on it. And then you might see later, Oh wow, that's what it was pushing me towards. You know, and sometimes, you know, maybe we don't do it and nothing happens, you know, but I'm, I'm very much a believer in, um, you know, listening to those signs, you know, doing good, helping, helping our fellow humans. And, you know, if you do good, good things will happen and, and opportunity will come. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I've noticed if I, as I gotten older, I say yes to more opportunities. Like, you know, it could be big or small, you know, like sometimes they'll be like, hey, let's go to Tumamak Friday morning. I'm like, fuck, I'm too fat for that. But I'm like, all right, I'll go. Yeah. Or like, hey, let's go out today. And I'm like, I'm kind of lazy, but I'm like, all right. And, you know, I end up having fun and meeting cool people, you know, and make connections and, you know, just. Yeah. And I'll be yeah. like, I'm glad I went. You know, I can't believe I didn't want to go. <laughs> That's great. You know what that is, is your, your, uh, your, um, uh, how do I word this? You know, our comfort zone. If we just stay in our comfort zone, we don't grow. It's good for rest, though. You know what I mean? Like, like if you if you need to rest and recover mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever, you need the comfort zone for that. But if you are only in your comfort zone, you don't grow. And and, and alternatively, or, or the opposite side is if you're always in that like, go go go, accomplish, do this, do that, got to keep going. It's not good enough. Keep going. You'll wear yourself out. You'll get depressed. You'll have a breakdown. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's a balance. You know of of uh, um. Uh, you, you know, you know, leaving your comfort zone for growth, but knowing when to rest. You know? That's so smart. The balance. Like, like a buddy of mine went out partying last night and then he, he had to get some rest today, you know, so, yep. so you know, like that. I think I know that <laughs> you guy. Think you know that guy? <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. You're a very smart guy. Oh, well, I, I pretend to be, you know, when I'm on podcasts. So thank you. <laughs> and for everyone listening, um, I highly recommend your classes, uh, Tucson Rising Phoenix Self, uh, 
Fitness and defense. Fitness and defense. Yep. Yep. All right, man. So, why don't you tell us, uh, anybody listening, tell us uh, about you know Twos on Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense, and how can they get classes? How can they contact you? Well, you know, the the first thing I do when somebody contacts me, and I'll talk about how to do that in a moment, is is I do a consultation with them either over the phone or in person. And if that goes well, you know, in, in considering the, you know, being a good person, don't don't talk politics at my school, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, they're usually, you know, gifted a few classes to try it out. Um, I, I have a, um, a sliding scale structure for payment. You know, I talk to them about that and I'm, I'm very anti-sale. So once I bring it up, I say, don't answer now, you know, go home and think about it, get back to me unless you're rich. And now is the time to support your local you know, self-defense <laughs> business. For sure. Get out there and do it <laughs> you know, now. <laughs> you know, I, I'm joking, of course. Uh, but uh, they, they can get a hold of me. They can text me at 520-838-1592. My website is Tucson Self Defense and Fitness.com. Um, you know, I made the website before I knew about websites. I, I should get a shorter one. But but really, you know, I, I do the Google AdWords. So if you if you Google um, you know, Krav Maga self defense. I, we, we come up right away, you know, Tucson's Rising Phoenix. So you, know, you can go to my website. You can submit an inquiry for some information. They can text me. Um, I, I don't necessarily recommend calling because I'm always busy doing something. So um, you might catch me when I'm not busy. Definitely leave a voicemail. But, but website or text is usually the best way to get a hold of me. And then the next step is a consultation. And those usually go well. And, and people can, can try a few classes and you know, they, they have to chase me down to sign up. You know, I do the opposite of sales. You know, once upon a time I used to, you know, you know, sell used cars and do auto glass and I was the devil with sales and I was good at it. And now I'm the opposite mentality. I, I don't, I want the, 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 the material of what we're teaching, um, the therapeutic aspect, the community, I, that, that sells it. And if people really want it, I mean, they'll, they'll chase me down to sign up. Oh, for sure. You know, once they have the information and that, and that works out really well. Nobody, you know, nobody wants to be pressured into, into doing stuff. Well, I don't want to say nobody that, but most people you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't want to be pressured. So I, you know, I'm pretty passive about it. And I, you know, I get enough people chasing me down to sign up that we're, you know, we're doing okay. <laughs> awesome. And you got a Facebook as well, right? We're, we do, you know, my, my personal Facebook is Jesse James Tucker. And, uh, and the business is exactly how it says, Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. And then, um, um, you know, all these young people are on Instagram now. And so my Instagram is Krav Maga Tucson. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. I, I, I don't want to do a Twitter, you know, but if my business people tell me I have to, I, I will open up to other platforms, but I... Um, you know, it's funny. I got on Instagram because all these college kids were like, "Man, you got to get, got to get on Instagram." And I was like, "I don't want to." I was like, "I barely figured out Facebook. You know, I, I don't want to get on Instagram." And they they kept bugging me a few years ago, and I finally did it. I got on Instagram, and um and and I, I was recognized by by uh, by a few um you know MMA coaches and uh, and crop wow. experts, masters, and I got to go do some trainings. That's amazing. And so I had to go back to these young young guys and be like, "All right, you were right. You were totally right." <laughs> I was right to get on Instagram because th those people would not have seen me, um, you know, if it wasn't for the, the Instagram, <laughs> you know, it's the universe. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. It is the universe, you know, and I, uh, I, you know, I was resistant to it, you know, you know, there's that, there's that, uh, that metaphorical story of the, the person who's lost at sea 
and and they're you know they're they're praying to you know God powers of the universe you know please help me please help me and and the and the and um you know a ship goes by you know and they're like oh we're here to help and he said no 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 I you know I I prayed you know God God's going to take care of me so the ship leaves a, a day goes by they're dehydrated they're starving another ship comes by you know and we're here to we're you know oh we saw you we're going to save you no 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 I I prayed to my God he's they're going to save me you know and then you know they die. And so they, they go to wherever people go and the power says, you know, uh, um, how come you didn't take the help I sent you? <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure I'm telling that story, you know, I'm sure there's a better way to say it, but, but again, it comes back to the powers of the universe and opportunity. You know, the, those young guys were telling me about Instagram and I was resistant. I was resistant, resistant. I finally did it. And, and I was able to get some opportunity from something that to me didn't logically make sense, but they're, you know, there was something else going on for sure. And that, that happens in all of our lives and in, in many different ways. And we should be open to that. For know? sure. I love it. You know, just be more open to more opportunities and you never know. You never know, you know. So, yeah, definitely. So, everyone, Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Highly recommend these guys. And, um, hey, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it, bro. Hey, man, thank you so much for having me on. This was... This was uh, uh, like I got a present when you when you asked me to do this. It's a huge honor to to be here with you. I'm a huge fan of your show, and and and, um, and thank you. I feel very blessed for this opportunity. Thank you very much for bringing me on. Thank you, man. Later. That was great, man. Thank you. Hey, let me go. Hey, so I'm sure you've noticed I've been getting a lot more celebrity guests on my show. And this is all thanks to Steve Joyner. He's a publicist. And man, this guy takes his work seriously. He does not fuck around. And this guy is keeping me busy, yo. He, yeah, I'm just getting so many celebrity guests. Thank you so much, Steve Joyner. And um, if you yourself are an actor, director, producer, and you are looking for a uh, publicist, do not hesitate to contact Steve, right? He is a really cool guy. You'll love him, okay? His phone number is 816-605-4561. Or if you would like to email him, it's uh, all one word, starts with a capital S. And it's stevesjnetwork at gmail.com. So again, starts with a capital S. And then it's T-E-V-E-S-J-N-E-T-W-O-R-K at gmail.com. Tell him Screamy Chewy sent you. You will not be disappointed. And uh, yeah, so big shout out to you, Steve. Thanks again, bro. Peace. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewy gmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, 
screaming chewy show just go with that it'll take you right there and uh yeah you could buy hoodies t-shirts socks masks you know if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase just let me know and i'll add it on and uh yeah you'll be rocking styling social media don't forget to follow me on there on facebook screaming chewy show i like to share memes just make up stupid shit share my episodes on there and just whatever um check out my youtube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh, yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace